Thank you for tuning in. This is a Normal Human Radio podcast. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the season one finale of Normal Human Rewatch. Jack, we made it. We made it to the end, dude. We made it. We did it. <laughs> um, it only took us a month longer than we thought. And we are recording this after we've recorded part of season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like a good double back. Nothing like a good... What What was that show? Double Dare? Yeah, Double Dare. Double Dare. I, we double dared each other to go back. Yeah. All right. So we had the we guts. We're jumping in to the Siege of the North Part 2. Last episode ended with the Fire Nation Navy breaching the walls and attacking the city proper. Aang being captured by Zuko while in the Avatar state, traversing the spirit world. Sokka, Yue, Katara, and Appa looking for him, and Momo at the uh, spirit oasis. Just chilling. Who knows? Maybe maybe he'll eat the moon spirit. Maybe he'll eat the moon spirit. Maybe he won't. We'll find out. So we open back up with Sokka, Katara, and Princess Yue, who are in search of Aang on top of Appa, as they head north from the city, deeper into the uh, North Pole. As the Fire Nation continues their um, attack, Zuko is also continuing to carry Aang along, um, while Aang's spirit, we find, is in the middle of a swamp in the spirit world. And he's chilling with our, with our boy. Or has he not run into our boy yet? He does pretty quickly. He runs into the baboon spirit who he asks for help finding the moon and ocean spirit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he runs into him first. Yeah. Then he uh, runs into the The homie. baboon spirit is voiced by Mark Hamill, though, so that's why I thought yeah. you were referring to Mark Hamill as our boy. I no, wish Mark I was referring was to our boy. boy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to ruin anything. You got to beep that now. I thought, he, I thought that that's who let him through. Uh, he leads him out of the spirit world. Ah, he's like, yeah, that's it. He's, he's after. That's it. It's fine. Uh, the baboon spirit, annoyed at Aang's intrusion, tells him to pretty much fuck off. Uh, Aang doesn't fuck off. And uh, <laughs> he, he suggests that Aang chases this, this uh, fly that's flying by. Uh, Aang <laughs> chases it, manages to catch it, and um, he ends up falling into the swamp from atop a tree. This is when Roku appears and greets Aang. Back in the mortal world, um, the ice in the uh, frozen tundra ends up giving way to Zuko, who's carrying Aang on his shoulder, and he frantically runs across the surface as it's like cracking and fracturing behind him, avoiding to fall through the ice, and catching glimpse of a uh, cave in the distance where he ends up bringing Aang and uh, starts to put up a shelter with fire and, and all that. Over in the spirit world, Roku uh, is being informed by Aang of what's going on. And he tells him that the moon and ocean spirits left the spirit world behind to uh, to fully be able to influence the, the mortal world. And they are the moon and ocean spirit uh, 
and they crossed over at the beginning of time. And he knows of only one spirit old enough to help him. Ko. He warns him to be careful as Ko is extremely dangerous. And if he shows any emotion, the spirit will steal his face. Aang, not having much else to do, nods. Sokka, Katara, and Yue continue to look for Aang in the blizzard. As Zuko talks to an unconscious Aang, as Aang did ten episodes earlier, talking to an unconscious Zuko. He is upset that finally capturing the Avatar, he can't return to the Fire Nation because of this blizzard. And that there's always something in his way. Always something. And then he compares Aang to his sister. Noting that everything always comes easy for them. Noting that his sister was a firebending prodigy. And her father's uh, words that she was born lucky. Well, he was just lucky to be born. Yeah, it's a tough thing to hear from your father. (laughs) Really tough look for our boy Zuko here. Just taking a big gulp of water. Um, despite the, back in the, uh, front of the war, the war front, (laughs) Fire Nation troops are absolutely dominating, um, moving further and further into the city, um, because the Fire Nation gets their power with the sun, the Water Nation gets their power with the moon. So, Zhao... Lamenting that he's in control of the situation, wants to remove the moon from battle because this battle will go into the night. But before he can fully explain himself, they are interrupted by Han, who attempts to attack Zuko, who nonchalantly throws him overboard. God. I mean, like, a rip to my guy, but. Come on. Horrible plan. As if. As if nothing happened, they continue their conversation, where he tells Iroh of when he found an underground library and found scrolls explaining, you know, what happened with the moon spirit and that it's his destiny to kill the spirits. Iroh, outraged, informs him that the spirits are not to be trifled with. And Zhao tells Iroh that he heard tales of his journey into the spirit world. And assures him that since the moon and the ocean gave up their immortality, they must face the consequences of that decision. Aang, continuing on in the spirit world, notices another spirit in the form of a monkey. As Aang approaches it and speaks to him, it turns around revealing it has no face. None. That's kind of a dick move, Ko just stealing faces of animals. Yeah, I mean... Like, come on, man. Leave some humans. <laughs> humans can understand not to show emotions. Yeah, they can process that. But dude, if my dog accidentally ran into Coast Cave out of nowhere, no face. My dog would have no face. I want my None. dog to have a face. Yeah, you don't. It's, a cute you, it's face. not what you want from your pet. <laughs> like you know, like I mean, how terrifying would it be if you? So you don't know that this Co fella is out there you're just like <laughs> walking through the spirit world <laughs> and you just come across 
a monkey with no face. That's horrifying. Oh, speaking um, of horrifying. However, Aang though, continues on into the cave. Ko appears. And is an absolute nightmare. A large centipede-like body and a face with one of the uh, Japanese, uh, those white Japanese masks. Um, not sure what they're called. I know it's not the kabuki masks, because those are different. I don't know either, man. Regardless, I'll be it's, honest. A, it's, Jap- it's a Japanese-style mask. Um, switching to... Switching his face, Ko explains that this is not their first encounter, as one of the previous incarnations of the Avatar tried to kill Ko over stealing a loved one's face. Aang continues to stay calm. So, while he's taking that breath to calm himself, he does it in the real world as well, as Zuko looks on. Um, a Which little is a very, south, it's a cool, it's a cool shot. Yeah. Yue tries to comfort Katara by saying that, you know, these people can't escape. That, you know, it's the North Pole, they gotta be somewhere. Um, Sokka is worried that Zuko will fail to escape, actually, thereby jeopardizing Aang's life. Sokka assures Katara Zuko's not going to give up, which he's right about, 100%. Zuko has no quit in him. Zero quit. So, Ko... Back back in the spirit world, asks Aang, how may I help you? <laughs> so we've got a weird voice. Oh, God. It's it's creepy. Um, who does the voice of Ko? That's a good question. Everything everything about Ko, just just no thanks. Uh, Eric Todd Dellums does the voice of Ko. Does a good job. Amazing job. It's a it's exactly uh, what you it's exactly what you want in the sense that it is absolutely not at all what you want. Yeah, he, he does a perfect voice. So, Aang wants to uh, know about the Moon and Ocean Spirits. So, Ko tells him that their spirits' names are Twi and La, standing for push and pull. Um, further on in the conversation, as Aang uh, tries to figure out a maneuver around Ko, who's trying to manipulate Aang into showing emotion... Um, he finds out that through a reference to yin and yang, Aang recognizes the koi fish as the moon and the ocean spirit. Ko, however, hearing this uplifting tone, whirls around only to see that Aang has narrowly avoided losing his face by composing it. My guy almost got so <laughs> stoked about two fish so, that he lost his uh, face. Aang, after figuring this all out, is able to leave and talk to Roku that, um, you know, he figured it out and he just needs to figure out how the hell to get out of here now. And this is when our boy Heibai appears. My guy. Aang climbs upon his back and they rush away uh, back into the swamp. Back in the Water Tribe, night has fallen and the full moon has risen, enhancing the power of the water bending. Um allowing them to adeptly fight back at the Fire Nation. 
Uh, they are able to demolish these tanks. However, Zhao and his search party look uh, begin to look for the Spirit Oasis, declaring that they're going fishing. Haibai takes Aang back to the gate and uh, breathes like this light beam out, allowing Aang to send, go back into the mor mortal world. Uh, the baboon spirit says, good riddance, <laughs> before Haibai returns back to his um, angry form, the the monstrous form, and yeah. um, blasts him off the rock. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very comedic. As joke. Aang's... As Aang's spirit returns to the oasis, he finds that his body's not there, but just Momo. Uh, however, Aang's spirit is pulled to his body, off in this streak of light, and Katara sees Aang's spirit, which allows Appa to follow this light as they reach the cave where Zuko is sheltering. Um, so Aang's tattoos finally fade, and after a short exchange with Zuko, he proceeds to uh, airbend his way out of the cave with that's the, one way to put the it. breath thing. <laughs> he just goes, <gasps> and blows himself out of the cave. Um, Zuko catches up to him, but Appa quickly lands next to him, prompting Katara to jump down. And after a quick back and forth, Katara knocks him out uh but ang will not leave zuko to freeze to death lifting the prince's body onto appa good guy good guy ang um zhao however is the first to reach the oasis again grabbing the white koi from the pond the full moon above turning to a red color Waterbending, uh, the waterbenders lose their bending abilities, and the Fire Nation troops again begin to push forward. Yue feels faint, and Aang feels this this fading as well. Um, this is where Yue explains that when she was born, uh, she wasn't conscious, but the Moon Spirit, after her father prayed to him bestowed life into her so Zhao continually con very arrogantly just says this is my destiny I have to destroy the, the moon spirit. I gotta destroy the moon um, like the guy from uh, oh my god is it oh what's that movie what movie is it? Is it? It's a wonderful life. The you want the moon? I'll give you the moon. We'll tie a lasso no. around it. Pull it down. No idea, Jack. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Um. However, Momo interrupts Zhao, pulling his hair, scratching his face, giving Ang just enough time to arrive, and pleading with Zhao to release, um, release the koi back in saying that if you destroy the moon, it's not going to just affect the waterbenders, it's going to affect everyone. Iroh appears, reinforcing this point. Warning, Zhao, whatever you do to that spirit, I will unleash on you tenfold. Jack, can we get that clip in here? Because it's beautifully delivered. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mako does a great job delivering he that. He is right, Dao. 
General Iroh. Why am I not surprised to discover your treachery? I'm no traitor, Zhao. The Fire Nation needs the moon, too. We all depend on the balance. Whatever you do to that spirit, I'll unleash on you tenfold. Let it go now! Uh, Iroh prepares to fight Zhao. Zhao, however, begrudgingly releases the spirit. Quickly flying into blind rage, attacking it, killing the moon spirit. The moon completely vanishes from the sky, plunging the world into darkness. And it's beautifully done. Um, when he had the koi fish out of the pond, everything was was a red hue. Now Which was very black cool. and white. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, now that everything is black and white, Iroh, very true to his word, unleashes fury upon Zhao and his guards, easily defeating the four or five soldiers with Zhao within seconds. But Zhao, rather than standing and fighting Iroh, who is clearly a significantly more powerful bender, um, decides to run away instead. Zhao is a chump and a coward. This is Iroh's first encounter with Team Avatar. Yeah. Like, actually talking with them. Yeah. Iroh carefully lifts the koi fish from the water as Yue says, there is no hope now, it's over. Aang, in a fit of emotion... Oh, also, um, when they're firebending, that is the only time you can see color. And it's... Oh my god, it's such a beautiful... Actually, scene. you can also see Yue's eyes. Oh, good catch! I, yeah, I her didn't eyes have that in, in my thing. Uh, yeah, Yue's eyes are still blue. And I believe when Aang goes into the Avatar state, uh, his he still lights up blue. He gets that, like, bluish tattoo yeah. glow. That tattoo glow. So... Aang steps into the oasis as Katara tries to follow. Iroh is like, stay back, trust me. Um, Aang is now encircled by the uh, ocean spirit, the black koi fish, which pulls him under the surface, emerging, merged with the ocean spirit in a giant koi fish made of water. Um, as the ocean spirit and the avatar together continue on, the water tribe citizens fall to their knees and bow respectfully. Fire nation troops raise their weapons, um, allowing the Koi to unleash its wrath on the fire nation soldiers, literally clearing the enemy of soldiers within minutes, making its way toward the sea and flinging ships back to whence they came more or less. It's very cool. Yeah. Again, like the the sequences in this like you'll see it in each of the finales for sure, but you, you again, it just the show is so well done. But the use of color action with it mixes action with storytelling so beautifully. Yeah, and but also just in the animation alone, the colors are used so well. Very cool. The whole like when everything is red it looks so dope and it definitely gives a certain energy about it and same it's like it's, in it's this like the moon was part. a smart light it's like the moon was a smart light oh uh, sorry i was talking over you so i didn't hear you say that the, the joke i said 
<laughs> I, I was talking over you, so I, I didn't hear you say it. Uh, Zhao continues to slip through the streets, trying to escape, but he is suddenly attacked by Zuko. Surprised that Zuko is still alive, Zhao's like, listen, I did try to get you killed. No, I know you're the blue spirit. Um, And they begin to fight. So the group essentially has given up hope of sa- saving Twi, the uh, moon spirit. Iroh notices that Yue has been touched by the moon spirit. And that some of the life force is in her. And that she can give her life to save the moon spirit. Sokka protests it. and But she's like, listen, I have to do this. Yeah, I do. So she places her hands onto the koi fish. And her spirit leaves her body. Allowing her to close her eyes, exhale, and collapse into Sokka's arms. Dead. As Yue's body disappears, the fish is suddenly filled with life. It glows as Iroh places it back into the oasis, swimming around. Yue, now in spirit form, appears above the water, giving Sokka one last kiss, telling him that she will always be with him. My guy's macking on the moon. She vanishes, the moon reappears, and the waterbenders have their ability back. Aang and La have been <laughs> absolutely just decimating. Destroying. destroying <laughs> it's the... Uh, this is absolutely crushing. So, yeah. Uh, and the moon spirit, or the uh, ocean spirit, is able to recognize Zhao uh, as Zhao looks up at the moon, exclaiming, It can't be! <laughs> um, Zhao is essentially captured by La. So, after the battle, Paku announces his plan to head to the Southern Water Tribe. And... Um, oh yeah, the battle's over at this point. It's yeah. a new day. Paku wants to go to the Southern Water Tribe, help help them rebuild. And Paku now tells Aang that he has to refer to Katara as Master Katara. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a very quick emotional change here. You go yeah. from devastated to to rooting to like kind of con- confused, which is I think the the feeling you should have after battle after watching a battle scene. Yeah. Um, but Chief Arnook pulls Sokka to the side and tells him, you know, the story of UA and that he is not only proud of her sacrifice, but saddened by it. I'm actually tearing up right now. Yeah. It's, it's a very emotional, like <laughs> it's very um, emotional. It It is a really emotional, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't cry during the uh, rewatch of it. Yeah. But no. This is it's it's tough. Like she was she was in three episodes and you you get super yeah. attached because that's the thing all about these characters this show. are so well written. <laughs> that's the thing about this show is there is a character that uh so there's I'll I'll point it out when they're actually in the show. There's a character that's in literally one episode that I thought was a main character for the entirety of season two. Um, I'm trying to think of who it is. And then when we were in college and we watched it, I was like, wait a second, she's only in this episode? Um, and she's not even in a whole episode. She's in a short, like, six-minute block. Wait, who is it? <laughs> it's uh, the girl that Sokka, or Zuko goes on a date with in Tales of Passing Say. Oh, did I you, would... like, get her mixed up with June? 
No, no, I just or not I just thought that she was like in I just thought she was a character throughout the whole season. Yeah. That's how well these characters are. Yeah, written. they're so good. They're memorable. They stick with you, even if they're only in a couple episodes. Um, Except for Han, ba- he's forgettable. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, back in the ocean though. Uh Zuko in and Iroh are on a catamaran. I did look up what that was. <laughs> it was a kayak, by the way. I I looked it up. Oh, okay, okay. Kayak, not a canoe. The people will um, have to wait an entire day for the resolution to that argument. Uh, one of the best exchanges, we'll put it in here. Iroh is surprised that Zuko's not absorbed with capturing the Avatar, and Zuko replies that he's tired, to which all, Iroh very softly replies that a man needs his rest. Yeah. It's it's very touching how much Iroh looks out for Zuko. Yeah. You know, Katara Zuko is not the most appreciative guy, but like Iroh really puts in the work. Well, he's in that teenage phase. Yeah, like, probably I mean, once he gets into his mid twenties, he's like, Oh shit, Iroh did so much for me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like what a, what I started to realize like two years ago about yeah, my parents. It's like when you're like, It's like, oh, God, I'm, I probably knocked years off their life with my oh, shit. Oh my head god, dude. <laughs> uh with the whole um like uh you know quarantine thing and the homeschooling that had that went on in the spring uh my mom was like i couldn't have done that with you i just couldn't have done it (laughs) i was like yeah fair enough so there there's a group hug with team avatar um the next night as appa flies in the air they look over the city the ocean and the moon passed that. Beautiful ending, right? Yeah. Oh, it's wait. A... Back in the Fire Nation, Fire Lord Ozai. Oh, yeah. Imparts the knowledge of Iroh's treason and Zuko's failure to his daughter, Azula. Entrusting her with a special task as she looks up with him, an evil smile crossing her face. That's just her regular smile, too. That ain't even just an evil <laughs> smile. Like, she is twisted, my guy. She is um gonna be the main antagonist of season two as Admiral Zhao. I believe reading some of the extra lore that Admiral Zhao was captured and taken to the spirit world by um by La. Really? Yeah, I I plan to do a little bit more research in that. Um, cause cause I do want to talk about some of these characters more in depth at a later date. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if that's in one of the comics. I'm getting into the comics. Um, I've been meaning to do that for a while, but I'm finally getting around to it. So he ended up in the spirit world. And instead of dying, he ended up in the spirit world in, in a place, uh, known as the fog of lost souls. I believe this is in. Yeah. Um, it's in Cora. Cora. It is. So yeah. he's, he spiraled into insanity and, um, you know what? He, he's been trapped here for 70 years and ends up mistaking Tenzin for Aang. Yeah, I gotta... You know what? I, when we rewatch Korra, we'll have to, we'll have to which, look at that. Which should be two or three um, rewatches after after this one. We have a couple other ones planned. Yeah. Um, we'll, have to, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. But yeah, um, it, it was something where I was I was thinking about it. I was like, wait, is Zhao back in this at any point? 
And I was like, oh, yeah, he has to be. He's probably in season two or three somewhere. No, this is Zhao's last episode. Yep. Um, I did want to touch on something I brought up in the last episode. The three faces that are shown in... Um, oh, yeah, when, yeah. When he says people will be leaving the tribe. He shows Han, Yue, and Paku. We'll start with the the dumbest of the three, Han. Look, he's um, dead. He's dead. There's he got n- thrown overboard. He probably drowned out at sea. Yeah, there's, there's nothing... I mean, because look, here's the other thing. Even if he didn't fall into the ocean, he fell minimum two three stories onto a boat full of enemy combatants and you're not a main character you don't have the plot armor to save you from that exactly you you just have Um, old fire nation army armor the next uh which is very very um touching and responsible paku leaving the water tribe to go to the southern water tribe and help train up them uh, you know, bring these water nations together, bring the two water nations together into United Front. And then finally, the biggest sacrifice made of all, Princess Yue, giving up her life to save the Moon Spirit. And becoming the Moon Spirit. Yeah, she becomes the Moon Spirit. And she just gives the greatest assist of all time in a joke line in the third season. That's one of the most memorable lines of the show. Okay, we'll get we'll get to <laughs> we'll it. Get we'll get to, to it. it. Guys, um, Jack, unless you have anything else, I believe that wraps us up for season one. Uh, actually, one thing that I was thinking, uh, mm-hmm. so when Han gets thrown, is like falling off <laughs> this, do you think okay. his last words or last thoughts are, that smug bastard Sokka is going to swoop my girl? <laughs> do you think that, that was like what he's thinking on the way out. Maybe. I wrote that down last episode. I meant to bring it up, but I forgot. Um, this episode has the most appearances of spirits. We see the baboon, Ko, Roku, Heibai, La, and Twi. So six spirits in this one. Um, the ocean spirit is uh, modeled after... Uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Nightwalker from the movie Princess uh, Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. I really like that movie. It's Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Not Mononoke. Yeah, it's Mononoke. I guess that's the difference between um, Peloponnesian culture and Japanese culture right there. The only difference is how you pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) No, because it it seems like a Peloponnesian word, you know? Like, that could be a Hawaiian name. Mononoke. Sure, man. Mononoke. I'll, I'll, Listen, I'll, this I'll is what, where my brain down. is at, okay? I'll pick it up what you're putting down, I guess. <sighs> oh, and um, in the Super Stuff Nicktoons weekend, showing the top 100 greatest moments in Nicktoon history, Zuko and Katara um, battling each other was ranked number seven. Fun fact. So definitely uh, that ranking should have... Is it one of those things where like it was like numbers 20 through 1 were all just moments from Avatar? I'm not sure. Should have been. Um I can look it up real quick. It's not that important. Um no, cuz 1 through 6 were SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my what a disgrace. Yeah, this we'll have to go through this. Oh my god. So so here here are the, those six moments. Uh, 
the rip pants song is number six okay that that's i won't lie to you that's that's a banger it is it is uh the number one moment i believe is when they do that halftime show okay i will say not to- look maybe those two deserve- are not top maybe- 10 moments but they're both great moments i would say the the um halftime show is a top 10 moment i'll give you that one I say that um, as if you made this There's list. not a lot of Avatar The Last Airbender on this that's list. That's a crime because this is the best show they've ever made. And that's no now, knock I don't, on the rest of their shows. I don't know. They have a lot of good shows, but like this they is like do. far and away. Um, so this is up to 2007. All cartoons that appeared on Nickelodeon on 2007. We'll have to go deeper onto this list in, okay. in another platform, but... Guys, if thank you so much one. for listening to this. Um, we're, you know, well over our time limit of 30 minutes. But, I mean, it's a series. It's a season finale, so. <laughs> Screw you. What You can tell me how to do my podcast? You tell me how to do my podcast, huh? I'm podcasting here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, if you are listening on iTunes, let us know what you think. Let us know, you know, flame me or Jack. I don't know. Jack Shorten can't read. I'm fat and I can't talk. So <laughs> you got a lot to work with. <laughs> you don't even need to know much more about us. Uh, bully us. Yeah. Five star review. Bully us. I'll read it out. I don't care. Um, if you're on Spotify or YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever you could do. We really appreciate it. But most of all, we got uh, We really appreciate you guys listening. Check out our YouTube channel, which uh, we'll have some watch alongs with these. Uh, these watch alongs. Not fine-tuned, but an experiment that we enjoyed. Considering I lost my footage, uh, really just a a tough way to start it out, but what are you going to do? Yeah. But join us tomorrow as we jump into Season 2 with Season 2, Episode 1, The Avatar State. I'm pretty excited. I'm stoked. Even though we already recorded it, I'm pretty pretty (laughs) Pretty stoked. (laughs) Can't wait to see um, how it turns out. It's already guys, edited and scheduled. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, peace. <laughs>